Dogcast Radio. If you like dogs, wherever you are in the world, we're the show for you. Hello and welcome to episode 130 of Dogcast Radio, which is the second part of our Crufts coverage. In this show, we have an interview with the man who owns the only working pack of celiums in the world. They're a good, healthy dog, and they need to be put back in the eye of the public again. And we talk to the lady who works the only Great Dane competing in heel work to music in the UK. He's doing demos of heel work to music, and I guess showing that you can have a go with any breed. Nothing is too big or too small. But before all that, we have an interview with Susan McKeown, whose first dog led her into a whole new career. But the first thing you need to know is that Susan is a greyhound fan. I am a huge greyhound fan. I'm an absolute sighthound nut. Yeah. Fell in love with the breed seven years ago. Started with one. They're a little bit addictive. I say they're a bit like either chocolate or tattoos. You start with one and you can't really stop there. So I have three at the yeah. moment. Yeah. And a cat as well. Oh, wow, really? And do they all get on okay? They do. They get on very well. Excellent. I like to bust some of the myths that surround greyhounds as a yeah. breed. And some can live very happily with cats. They, you know, require some training. Yeah. Um, and some, some can't. Their prey drive is, you know, very high. And yeah. for, for somebody to, to work with them would take an awful lot of work and may not be necessarily safe. So some, you know, wouldn't necessarily live that yeah. easily with cats. Yeah, yeah. And it was actually one of your greyhounds, wasn't it, who led you into sort of working more with dogs and finding out more about dogs? It certainly was. Um, if you'd met me eight years ago and said I would end up with one dog or let alone three dogs, which I now have, I'd have told you would completely start raving bonkers because I'd always been a feline fanatic. I'd yeah. had cats, I still do. Um, but in 2005, I dropped the cats off at Cattery, saw an advert for a greyhound looking for a home. My husband and I had been chatting about dogs, and for some reason he said, if you ever got a dog, we'd quite like to get a greyhound. To cut a very long story short, I had a lovely weekend in Barcelona and thought, we are interested in this greyhound, and that's how I ended up with Mina. Yeah. Now, Mina was rehomed privately from her first owner um, because she had stopped getting on with the other owner's bitch. And in reality, we didn't know what we'd let ourselves in for with Mina. And I did everything that I would counsel people never to do now about dogs, you know, didn't really know anything about the breed. But because of that, it's led me down this path and to the uh, world of dogdom. I can identify, though, because when I first got Buddy... Um, one of the things he would get on the seat in the, in the car and I'd try to get him on the floor and I'd say get down, get down and he'd turn his head away and funny enough Gwen Bailey is going to pop up in this conversation later I know but Gwen I was interviewing Gwen and she was saying turning the head away is a sign of stress yeah, it is. And, I, and I was thinking before I knew this I was thinking he's pretending he can't see me and then she opened this door for me and, and I realised I'm stressing him and then I thought I have to find out more you know once you start to understand you want more and more and more, don't you? You do, and I think the world of both uh, dog training and behaviour has come on in leaps and bounds. There's a hell of a lot more research out there now. We know a lot more than we used to, and certainly from a dog training perspective, the old days of you know the harsh chug on the choke chain, you know, a la Barbara Woodhouse, are thankfully long and far behind us. We know very well that dogs respond 
brilliantly to positive rewards, you know, yeah. as we do as humans. Oh, yeah. Let's face it, you know, punishment rarely works. It, it normally happens way past the crime, and I use yeah. the word crime advisedly. Often it never fits the crime, it's either disproportionate. And the same goes for our dogs, you know, there's no need to use punishment when training dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you started to study and find out more about dogs initially. I did, yeah. Initially I, I bought some books and just thought I want to read a little bit more. Uh, one of the first books I bought was um, by uh, Bruce Fogel, yeah. and it's The Dog's yeah. Mind. Yeah. And I sort of started reading a little bit more. And then through the power of Twitter, I was tweeting about dogs and I met some great people yeah. um, like Karen Wilde and Muriel Brasser who... Uh, already practicing in the field of training and dog behavior and who said oh well you need to look at this what about that and I found a degree course mm. which I've now started so I'm part way through a degree in canine behavior and training and just learning more and more as the days go by I feel my brain's going to explode sometimes <laughs> to be honest but you, I mean you also do a practical sort of you, you became involved with puppy school and Gwen Bailey didn't you? Yeah I did and really it was Mina that drove me to that in the, in the nicest possible sense um, Mina was found as a stray puppy so her background is completely unknown but a lot of the behavioural problems that Mina has shown, she's not necessarily good with other dogs Yeah. Um, she had separation anxiety you name it, Mina sort of had it at one time or another it really got me thinking about how important it is that our puppies get the best start in life and puppy schools ethos is very much about helping puppies and their owners become happy families and giving them the right tools to avoid behavior problems starting in the future so we look very much at um, socialization and what families can be doing to help socialize their puppies Mm -hmm. and also about the basic training and skills that they need to grow into sort of a well-mannered adult dog yeah Um, and it's something I love um, and I applied for it um, had a a telephone interview uh, was accepted and asked to go on the training courses which I did and then there was quite um, a lengthy piece of coursework which as well it's very thorough yeah uh, which you needed to do um, and submit before you could become a puppy school tutor yeah and and how have you found that experience of actually tutoring and meeting people with their puppies and actually helping them I absolutely love it and and hand on heart, it doesn't feel like a job, like an I office bet, yeah. job. I, I really love it. And when you can see how well people are working, when when they when it, they really get it, and that yeah. moment there's that click, think, yeah, I've got it. And you can see their puppy responding well. And the, the biggest thing I like to see is the bond developing yeah. between the families and their puppies. And in my classes in particular, and in fact for all puppy school classes, we're really family friendly and encourage all members of the family and children over the age of five to come along because I think it's really important that children learn how to interact with puppies and vice versa so for the families that are in class that may not have children they get the opportunity for their puppies to meet children in a very safe and controlled environment. Do you know that's lovely because when we first took Buddy nine years ago um, to training there's only one handler and it was you know the others are very hands off because you won't come to classes and you won't so to have that approach is, is brilliant. Well I think more and more people are doing that 
you know, dogs are part of our extended yeah. families. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they really are. And I think one of the key things, as you'll know, in dog training is consistency yeah. from all family members. Yes. And if only one person's coming to class, yeah. it's perhaps sometimes more difficult to get that consistency. Mm-hmm. So in one of one of my last courses, I had five children from two different families in. Yeah. And they worked brilliantly. And it's, it's fantastic seeing how the puppies yeah. work with the children. Yeah. And the sense of achievement that both the puppy and the children get. Yeah. When things are going yeah. well, and it's and it's just fantastic yeah. to watch. Really and actually, that's that's a more realistic environment in which to train because they're going to have to do it with distractions at home. Yep. So you may as well have the kids in the class. Yeah, I mean, I've been, uh, I've been, I don't know whether I've been very fortunate, but all the children have been exceptionally well behaved. Yeah, <laughs> exceptionally well behaved. But again, I use positive reinforcement yeah. for them, so they um, get sweets and things for when they do particularly well when at the end of class. When it comes to your classes, <laughs> they're very good. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Now you're, you're on Twitter and Facebook. I so am. where can people? Find okay, on Twitter I am Suki Sue at Suki Sue, and that's S U K E S U. And on Facebook I'm under Susan McKeown or Puppy School North Lincolnshire. Brilliant. Okay, thanks. And is there a blog? There is a blog. Yeah, my blog is called Diary of a Canine Convert.com. Name probably says it all. It, it chronicles <laughs> some of the things I've encountered over the last few years since uh, allowing dogs and l- loving dogs into my life. Yeah, yeah. And then you're enjoying Crofts. Love it. Um, I'm really looking forward. I've got a very big shopping list. Yes. So... <laughs> Um, I'm going to have very long arms by the end of it and I'm really looking forward to seeing some of the agility I've just yeah. started um, doing some agility with one of my greyhounds really? how is she I taking have. it to that? she's taking to it really well I, I need to do it as part of my university studies yeah. for my advanced dog training so we're um, we won't be competing I'm just doing no. it for fun but I need to actually get her up to grade 3 level in a year wow. but we'll be going around a veteran course so yeah. it's obviously relevant for her age well, the best of luck with that thank you very much Julie <laughs> I know that since that was recorded at Crufts, Susan and Mina have had a very successful agility training day and they're doing well, so she really is busting those greyhound myths. Now, sometimes great interviewees fall into your lap, and with my next guest, I happened to sit beside her to watch freestyle heel work to music in the main arena, and we fell into conversation. It turned out that I was sitting next to Barb Murphitt, who is the chair for the Australian National Kennel Club, ANKC, Dances with Dogs Committee. You can't get much luckier than that. We both agreed that the routines we'd seen were incredible. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Yes. And also different. Yes. People who do um, freestyle and even heel work to music are very creative people. And you find that they very rarely even do the same performance more than a couple of times because they, they want to show their creativity. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many different styles because some of them are quite static. Yes. And, and the, then the, the bearded collie used the whole of the arena in yes. a big circle. So you can, you can really play to your dog's strengths. Absolutely. They say that. They say when you're training your dog, see what it does best and then work with the music, work with what it does best. Yeah. Yeah. So now you say in Australia you're very keen on the safety aspects, keeping the dogs safe. Yes. In your we like to. I guess Australia isn't probably as dog friendly a country as UK is, and one of the most important um, parts of what we try and put over to people, and this is a, I come from an obedience background and a jury yeah. background as well, is that we do no harm to our dogs. Yeah. So and dances with dogs is very much a, a spectator sport. Yes. where you've nearly always got an audience 
and one thing that we want to demonstrate is that we do everything to ensure the health and safety of our dogs. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in, we're seeing here Hill Work to Music as a way of just strengthening the bond with your dog, having some fun, getting the brain going. Like we said, you, know, you love the dog more than the dream. Absolutely. Yeah. Most people, it's their best mate first, yeah. their pet, their best mate. Most people who do it don't even do, go to the confirmation part of the world. Yeah. They do it um, because they know that um, if, they, if their dog's stimulated, they become a far better social social dog in, yeah. in, uh, in the community. And um, they're just stimulated and they're very happy dogs when they're, yeah. when they're doing something. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, I, I've done some with my Labrador, whose priority is meeting people, then food, and then training, I have yes. to say. So. But we've had fun doing it. We, we got a fourth. We went to a companion dog show. We got a fourth. So it was a bit of Excellent. reward. Yeah, I've got the rosé. But it was, it was fun, and he was so switched on, and his tail was wagging. That's, that's the aim, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's what we want. That's what we want to give for our dogs. Well, I, I guess most of us try and humanise humanize them too much, but we yeah. want them to be happy, yes. Yeah. Now, are you in the UK just for crooks? That's the main reason yeah. for coming, but we're also doing some touring as well. Yeah. So well, we're here. It's a long way to come. It is. How long have you been here already? We've been here since last, since the 29th of February. All oh, right. So you, you've adjusted. You've got your time. You're not too. Yes. Jet-lagged. No. We've, we've done very well. Really. We've done very well. And, and tell me about the dogs that you've left behind at home. Oh well, we're very lucky. We have um, a friend who they go to. We have two girl dogs. Yeah. And they go to her house. So they live in her house with her. And um, so that we know that they're very well looked after while yeah. we are away. And, and what breed are they? They're Cavaliers. Cavaliers. Cavalier yeah. King Charles Spaniel. Yeah. Yes. And, and have you heel work to music to them? We're training. Uh, we have a, a six-year-old who is the mother. Yeah. Um, who does probably more rally work than, than yeah. heel work to music. Yeah. Now, is that big in Australia? It's just, we have, have just had it, um, um, what's the word, Recon- developed, recognised as, yeah. as an ANKC sport. Yes. Brilliant. Because yes. it's very new to the UK. It was, yes. It's established in America, isn't it? Yes, but very much so. Rally is brilliant. Yes. You don't need any equipment. No. It's, you know, it's obedient. You can start with the lead arm. Yes. You know, anybody you can, you can talk to. You can talk to your dog. <laughs> yes. And that's one of the things with dancers, um, with the freestyle and the heel work to music. You can talk to your dog. Yeah. And that's probably one of the things that people steer away from obedience because they find it a little bit rigid and a little bit too yeah. structured. Yeah. And this is just where rally and, and, um, and uh, the freestyle and, and heel work to music is going to, I think, be probably the next generation sport. Yeah. Rather Definitely. than obedience is sort of like a little bit stale yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. It's accessibility, isn't it? It's, you can, you can do it. You can have a go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. have you been to Crofts before? Yes, we have. Yeah. And yeah. what do you think of Crofts? We love it. We think it's <laughs> I'm wonderful. Glad, I'm glad no, I no, do we too. think it's wonderful. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, it's more than just. I mean, people get annoyed with me when I say this, but it is more than just the show rings, isn't it? There's, there's, oh yes, so much more yes. to Crofts. Yeah. One of the things that we find is the population. When you have a high population like this, you get more of everything and better yeah. of everything. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to go and look at collars and leads, which is something we don't yeah. see the quality in Australia. Yeah. Um, and just other things. Yeah. Just uh, books, the books on yeah. the animals, on the breeds. Yeah. But I mean, you Everything could, in general. You could come and do Discover Dogs if you wanted to get a dog and find out about different breeds. You could just come and sit in the main arena, couldn't you, and have a fantastic time. And they've been saying that. They've been saying we don't have to have pedigree dogs to do these things. Yeah. And in, in Australia, that's very much my, my role is to promote you, promote all these sports you, you can do with a dog that you've either rescued or you've got from the RSPCA or you've inherited. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to have a pedigree dog yeah. to yeah. do something. Where can people find out more about the ANK? 
I'm going to get this on the website. Yeah, yeah, it's on the website. Yeah, Australian National Kennel Club. Yeah. It's on the website. Just, yeah. just look up ANKC and it's got all of the disciplines. Obedience, dances with dogs, confirmation, everything. But we very much work in with UK standards yeah. and regulations. Yeah. And I noticed that the rules for freestyle were very, very similar to yeah. the rules that we use in Australia as well. Yeah. Well, it's been great having you sitting by because it could earwig what you were saying and know what was going on. And then I'm passing the comments up and going, well, I don't think that. Or I guess that was very good. <laughs> but you can see how... It's very hard to judge. We have a huge criteria. And one of the things that you've seen already is that you can get wonderful aspects of a dog doing different things and then a dog doing totally different, as you say, stayed things. But on the same token, they're just so good. Yeah. But they're so different. Yeah. And it's it's not easy to judge. No. Well, my daughter was sat there saying... The beagles should have won. The beagles should have won. Be said. Yeah, because we know how hard it is to train beagles. Yes, and that beagle's tail was wagging the whole. He loved it, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. But he just probably didn't have the attention span of the working dogs. Yeah, which is normal. Oh yeah, very normal. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, no, he was doing well. Yes, to be absolutely. Yeah. Have a brilliant craft, and thank you for taking yeah, the time to talk. Thank you so much. I'd love to talk to Barb again sometime to learn more about what the dog world in Australia is up to. Meanwhile, we went back into the main arena to watch a presentation about heel work to music, led by Jenny Deakin, who had also competed in the finals of the freestyle heel work to music competition in that prestigious main arena. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. It's yeah. the second time I've qualified in a finals at yeah. Cuff, so it was um, in one last year. Yeah. And then I, um, I'm in the finals for the heel work to music finals tomorrow as well. So yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. So, for, for the layperson, yeah. what's the difference between the freestyle and the heel work? Okay, um, the actual activity, the dog activity recognised by the Kennel Club is heel work to music. Yeah. And there's the two divisions. So, the freestyle is anything and end, anything the, uh, the imagination can run yeah. with, you know, you, you and the, your, the ability and the welfare of your dog. Yeah. Obviously, the welfare of the dog is everything. You can do tricks, behaviours, and moves. You can have some heel work in your freestyle routine, but a minimal amount. Yeah. The heel work to music division is the eight recognised kennel club positions yeah. um, and a lot of it is in um, the, the heel position as such um, which has kind of evolved from the obedience yes. um, activity yeah. um, and that can again be to any type of music um, you can go forward, sideways or backwards with the dog um, and again you know, it's just another type of activity to do with the dog and it was, yeah. you know, just, it's great fun it's absolutely yeah. brilliant fun with them and it also you get a bit of dance with your dog yeah, yeah. The, the freestyle this morning looked fantastic. Yeah, and, and I mean, it was there were so many different sizes and shapes yeah, of dogs, fantastic. styles of music, mm. and the costume. It's very creative, actually. Isn't I it? think it is, and I think that's part of the challenge. You know, there's the dog training element, and you train all your behaviours and your moves and your heel work, um, but then you've got to kind of put it all together and choreograph a routine, yeah. and that's a real skill. Yeah, but. It's a skill that's achievable, yes, um, yeah. and something that you you do when you uh, you know start to do it. You just you know your experience grows, yeah. Um, and and go into classes and things. You kind of like pull your ideas with everyone, and yeah. you generally choose a piece of music that suits you and the dog. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, it's good fun. It seems that is one of the, the strengths of. Um heel work to music that you can do it with any dog mm-hmm. and you can work to your dog's strengths can't definitely you? we've just done a main arena demonstration and it's fantastic because we've got a great dane on the team a pomeranian a jack russell a lurcher on the team you know so it, the, that's the lovely thing about heel work to music as with many of the other dog activities that you can like 
you know, work to your dog's strengths. Yeah. Um, so yeah. my dog, you know, he's quite a quick boy. He likes his sidestepping and, and yeah. his fast moves. Um, and other dogs like doing walking back and, you yeah. know, things like that. So it's, you know, you just work to your dog's strengths and you, you know, your imagination can run away with you. Yeah, so. yeah. And how long did it take you to qualify for this morning? Um, there's, quali- there's uh, I think there's about eight qualifiers a year. Yeah. Um, you have to get where there's two qualifiers per competition and it's just throughout the year. Yeah. Um, so I qualified in Anglesey um, last year. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that was in July. So they're from July. Th- um, the semi-finals is held by Rugby Dog Club in January. Yeah. At the Kennel Club building. And then so there was 21 handlers, I believe, in, in, the, mm. in the freestyle final. Yeah. Um, semi-final. And the top 10 of those 20 come to Cups. Yeah. So it's a... Uh, a lot of work but it's yeah. thoroughly enjoyable and it's lovely and sociable as well so yeah. you know made yeah. some real good friends from being, being in the sport and activity so brilliant so if anyone's looking to get into Healworks Music mm-hmm. what's their best move where can they find out stuff on the internet a really good site is pauseandmusic.co.uk um, is um, the largest association within the UK who holds a database of local clubs, uh, training classes, um, and um, shows. So you can go along to a local show, and they're held yeah. throughout the country from Cornwall up to Scotland. Um, yeah. So you can always go um, to a show and find your local trainers there. On my team, uh, the Dog Activities Here Works Music team, I've got handlers from Scotland, um, Wigan, yeah. Kent. Um, all over the country, so it's quite you know broad, yeah. um, you know range of uh, teachers and trainers available, um, and and that's the great thing as well, you know that it's open to all. Yeah. Well, the other good thing is, although we've had your dog, what's your dog's name? Tom. Well, we've had Tom with us the whole yeah. interview. In, hello, we've not had a peep out of him. Have uh, we? I know he's he's quite chilled. He, he I've been doing uh, running this team for about five years now, and he knows the crofts. He knows when we yeah. pull up onto the car, the car park. He knows where he is. He knows all the preparations that go in with it and everything. And he he just he's a he's a what a dog in a million for yeah. me. He's an absolute darling. So and then my miniature poodle will be joining the team on Sunday. Jenny and her lovely dog Tom were placed 10th in the freestyle finals and 3rd in the heelwork to music finals, so well done to them. We have a link to Pause and Music, as well as a link to Jenny's blog on the Dogcast Radio site. One of the dogs in the heelwork to music display was attracting more than his fair share of attention, simply due to his size and breed. But his owner, Christine Oxterby and I, started off discussing his name, Ruak. I wondered if it was Gaelic... No, it's Hebrew, actually. Oh, it is. It's, yeah. um, it means literally breath of life or wind of God. Oh, and it's... Um, before him, we had another great day yeah. called Caleb. But yeah. um, tragically, he died when he was five. He yeah. got and uh, we were just heartbroken. And uh, one of... Um, my dog training clients who had great days. Yeah. Um, a while after, phoned me up and said, "It's a great day, and it's on its third home already. It's looking for another home. Are you interested?" And I said, "Oh, not sure." And she said, "Well, we'll give you the number anyway." And, um, and I thought, "Well, it won't hurt to go and see him." <laughs> and there was this confused but very sweet six-month-old Dane yeah. who'd had no training whatsoever. The um, child in the family used to sort of pin him in corners and hit him and kick him and wasn't very nice to him and so yes and on the whole he came home with us and I just felt as if I just felt God had just breathed new life into yeah. Yeah. A, something that had been so sad so hence we named him Ruach 
Yeah. Room oh. for shots. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. I'm filling up now. <laughs> um, um, he's absolutely gorgeous. He's getting a lot of attention here at Crufts. Um, what, what's the main thing he's here doing? He's part of the dog activities team for Hillworks Music. Um, and he's doing demos of Hillworks Music and... and I guess showing that you can have a go with any breed. Yeah. Nothing oh, is yeah. too big or too small. <laughs> so he's the too big end of the, the, yeah. the spectrum. Yeah. I have to say, because my daughter spotted him in a magazine and sort of said, oh, wow, there's a great Dane doing here works music in the main arena. We have to go and see that. And so we, we made sure we were there. Um, and he's, do we think he's the only great Dane in he the UK? He is, yeah. He well, is. I've, I uh, compete a reasonable amount and I've never met another one. My, yeah. my previous great Dane was the only other one that I've ever met that does hear music. Wow. Um, and now Luke. Yeah, yeah. And you, you compete with him? Yes. Him. Yeah. Yes. And how are you doing? Um, we're doing okay. Um, the first few years I've done quite a lot of training rounds, just getting used to the environment, used to the ring. Dane's are big babies, and yeah. they're absolute wusses, and so um, I needed to make sure it was fun, he was having a happy time. Um, so we quite a lot of times we do a tiny bit in the ring, just sort of not even a minute sometimes yeah. and then um, he's clicking trying so I'd click him brush him out and feed him and just leave it at that yeah. Yeah. Um, or we take a toy into the ring so we're only fairly recently starting competing competing he's in novice he's got a reasonable number of points yeah. towards um, intermediates brilliant so uh, it'd be nice if we managed to continue on up yeah um, well it looks like you're doing that now as you say he's, he's the only great Dane doing here watch music so obviously there are challenges with such a big dog. So what are the challenges, and equally, what are the opportunities in Here Works Music? You know, moves that you can do that perhaps a smaller breed couldn't. With a great Dane in Here Works Music, um, obviously you need to look at the build of your dog, um, what your dog can comfortably and safely do, and is happy doing. Because yeah. even if they can, they can be comfortable and safe. Not every dog likes every move. Um, so I don't mind him for half a second just popping up into his back legs and down again. Yeah. Um, I won't ever let them walk or jump or anything else on the back legs. It's just yeah. a very, very brief balance. Um, things like he's not dreadfully keen on the idea of crawling because they've got mm. a very deep chest and so that I think is a little uncomfortable. Um, but then they have a lot of presence in the ring. Mm. So if he does sort of put his paws on my shoulders or just everything has a lot more kind of, oh, wow, yeah. good job doing this. Yeah. Um, so can, can you weave with him you know, between the legs? I can, but I'm 5 foot 11 <laughs> yes. with ridiculously long legs. I think most people probably couldn't. Mm. Um, I can only just weave with him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that must look fantastic with the two of you, though. That's with your, your, both of your presents. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, and what sort of reaction does he get when he does his hillworks music? Um, usually quite a lot of ahs and wows. Um, when he's engaged his brain, he does look stunning. Yeah. Um, we do have moments in competition where we disengage our brain and do the, oh, look, mum, there's an audience. <laughs> um, but So, yeah, you, you have to have a sense of humour with them. Yeah. Um, but when he actually works properly, he's... I'm very biased, but I think he's stunning. And quite a lot of other people say, oh, wow, it's lovely to see him. And yeah. So, yeah. yeah. For more information on RUAC, you can go to Christina's site, iccdogtraining.co.uk. And we also have a link to caninefreestylegb.com. 
benched right beside Christina and Ruak, were Sarah Baker and her Pomeranian, Ted. They were also demonstrating heel work to music. So what's that like with such a small dog? Um, with a smaller dog, um, they're a lot quicker, they're a lot faster. Um, they can be, um, although they're small dogs, they're, um, they've got very big egos, so they, they can be just as difficult to manage as a larger dog. And um, you have to be aware not to be bent over all the time. You know, you, yeah. you've got to think, well, OK, they're at a lower level, but, you know, you are actually... You know, they have they have to yeah. come up to your level. So. Yeah. So what, what I'm thinking about is we we've got a, a bichon, and I've got my Labrador to weave. Yes. You know, between my legs when I walk, but it's a real challenge to do that with the bichon because, as you say, I'm walking double bent double. So yes. I mean, do you use target sticks or anything like that? Yes, we can. I mean, you can use target sticks. You know, other than bending down, they're, they're sticks. They're um, they're telescopic. They're like aerials, and they have a little ball on the end. You can teach your dog touch that and once they learn how to touch that then it's easy to move the target stick through your legs and for the dog to follow yeah. that saves you having to be bent down all the time um if you've got a dog that's slightly large obviously you, you get it to target your hand but yeah, yeah for a smaller dog i mean or it can be parts of the body i mean at the moment i'm teaching him to crawl um i'm getting him to target my feet yeah so and it's a case of putting tidbits on your feet yeah. and then you shuffle along and he should shuffle along beside your feet or although in his case he tends to be very greedy and he'll snuffle them before <laughs> um, we get to the end of the crawl good um, for him yes <laughs> don't blame him and what's his favorite move um, his favourite move at the moment is hopping, which yeah. is a little bit embarrassing because um, up here I have to keep explaining him. He's not hurt himself. It's the favourite move at the moment, and so of course we're hopping with our leg up in the air. Oh. So, um, but yeah, that's the favourite move yeah. at the moment. So that and boogie around, where he'll go around backwards. Yeah, so, yes, excellent. yeah, he thoroughly enjoys that yeah. one. So with the hopping, do you think he's he's realised he's getting a good reaction and he keeps doing? Oh, it? they play to the crowd. Certainly, they do play yeah. to the crowd. You know, I mean this morning in the demo he was very naughty this morning and yeah. um, um, he was barking and running around so um, thoroughly enjoyed himself this morning much to um, yeah. my dismay but uh, <laughs> we got back on track didn't we yeah so, yeah, yeah. he's fine I think sometimes though if you're excited about where you are the dog picks up on it and goes oh wow yeah you do have to be very aware of your nerves so um, you know you, you try I know it's very very difficult I mean here it's not so bad because it's very relaxed but when you're competing obviously you get very nervous and it's it's um, it's very easy to overlook your dog and think, well, you know, it's me that's nervous. Well, yeah, the dogs yeah. pick up on it as well. They know you're nervous, and you know it affects them as well. So yes, you do have to be very careful, um, you know, and, and and just be aware of your dog at all yeah. times. Yeah. So how are you doing with the competing? Um, at the competing, um, we've just moved up into intermediate, so um, we've yet to. Um, uh, do a competition. I have a competition coming up the end of the month with him. Um, in intermediate, I have to have a win in intermediate. Although we've been very lucky, and we've had wins in all the classes we've Excellent. done so far. Um, yeah, we have to have a win in intermediate and 20 points to move up to advanced. So I'm one class now under advanced, working yeah. advanced with him. So and there's a lot of good websites out there. Um, I currently train with um, the Cotswold Hill Work to Music. Um, but there's Canine Freestyle out there, which is Richard Curtis. Um, I mean, you know, if you put in um, doggy dancing or heel work to music or um, um, freestyle into any search engine, you're going to pick up some really good, um, you know, teaching classes out there. And there are loads of them out there. It seems to have actually taken off. The dog world can be a small one, and by coincidence, 
I had arranged an interview with Michelle Dodson, who is one of the instructors at the Cotswold Heelwork to Music that Sarah just mentioned there. Michelle competes in the sport, but she was at Crufts judging both heelwork to music and freestyle heelwork to music. So what is a judge looking for in either discipline? I mean, the main difference, if I explain it the other way around, is okay. for heel work, um, there are different positions across the body that the dog has to be in. Yeah. So there's eight positions, and you can walk in different directions, so it's eight times eight. So you can have them in the start, one side of you, the other side of you, across the front, across the back, and then the other way around. So yeah. you've got the dog's bum facing forwards. Uh, right, yeah. Facing backwards. So you're, but you've got exact positions that you have to do for yeah. heel work, yeah. and two-thirds of the routine has to be in those positions, moving Right. with the dog in those positions and maintaining it accurately. Yeah. Whereas freestyle, you, you know, you can do anything you want. You know, the dog doing distance moves is good. Yeah. You know, it's all about flow and interpretation and good, you know, interesting and, and um, a lot of freedom in it. Yeah. Don't yeah. have too much your work. So. Yeah. It's funny because we watched the freestyle yesterday and they were, they varied so much. Yes. And the, there was a bearded collie where she sent the dog off in big circles away from her. Yeah. Which must have been so nerve-wracking. Yes, and I'm fully expecting some dogs tomorrow in the international freestyle to go round the back of the judges. Oh, wow. Because the judges are in the ring this year. Yeah. So sometimes they send the dogs and they're doing moves all the way around the back of the judges. So I might have crick neck by the end of tomorrow. Um, that just yeah, demonstrates confidence in the dogs, doesn't it? Wow. Yeah, and you know, if they can get really good, nice moves next to them, you know, away from them, you can show that relationship that they trust them. Yeah, you know, to be out there and be able to do things. It's nice to yeah. see that. Okay, so in the freestyle, distance gets marked. What yeah. else? What is the criteria? Because freestyle's free. So what's the criteria you're using there? Well, both of them have three. Uh, three sections that you mark on yeah um, the first section which is out of ten is content and yeah. that's about is it good for the the moves for the confirmation and structure of the dog you know how difficult are the moves how much have they got in there the content wise um, you've got accuracy and inter- uh, execution so that's about you know how smooth it was good links target you know whether or not they had to target whether yeah. the dog's listening whether they miss commands whether they you know mess yeah. about and, <laughs> um, whether it's smooth and nice and accurate in the positions and then you have the third section which is interpretation mm. where you look at timing phrasing rhythm um, mm. interpretation of music whether or not it's you know creative in that way so there's yeah. three sections you've got to judge in 30 seconds yeah 10 yeah. points each section four, four points under each section four sections four different things under each section yeah. you have to look at so it's quite complicated it is isn't it yeah and then if they start barking you deduct things and yeah stuff like that. so yeah. it's quite hard you have to kind of get used to it and especially yeah. at advanced level yeah. when they're throwing it all in and you're like yeah you keep track yeah and you can't yeah. you'll miss a bit while you're writing it down but yeah, it's wow. fun yeah yeah, yeah. Fun. so the, watching it and, and the commentator did point this out that you know we, we look and we oh that was entertaining or for example, my daughter was going, oh, the beagle was gorgeous, I want the beagle yes. to win. Or oh, the music can have such an effect on you. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You have to find good music. The thing is, in this kind of arena, it's completely different to the normal competition. So yeah. Yeah, usually we're in 15 by 15 metre rings, tiny little pools, um, and you, have, you, know, you can fill up the whole space and you have a piece of music and it can have big impact. You can put the same music in that big ring. Yeah, the same routine and it will just fall flat so you, you know you have to plan for crafts yeah. you have to plan you have to be big you have to have big music yeah. and you have to have something that really you either tear jerk or you know yeah. it's all about that relationship and expressing the music yeah. But, yeah, it's funny because one of the ones yesterday that I loved was um, uh, Hello Dolly you know we've got 
elegance. If yes. you, and that was just so such a happy, yeah. and it worked with the bearded collie, didn't it? And it yeah. just was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, they do. They spend months. Sit, you know, I spend years looking for music. <laughs> I'm looking for music for years to yeah. come and yeah. store it all like that. It's, you don't find it very often, but it's different for different dogs yes. as well. So, yeah. you know, this dog um, that I've got here, I use certain kind of music. I would, I completely different from my older dog. Yeah. Yeah, completely different. So, yeah. but is that's one of the joys? It seems to me you work to the dog's strengths. Yeah. You can find the music, you know, to suit you and the dog, can't yes. you? Yes. Yeah. So you'll find that the same piece of music that works really well for one handler just falls flat yeah. for another one. So you really, in personality comes out as well, which yeah. is what I love. Yeah. You see everybody's personality they, coming out in the ring. They go to town, don't they? Because there's costumes as well. Is it go to town? <laughs> you want to see the international ones? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> we had a frog today. Oh wow! We had a big frog today. <laughs> Tomorrow we've got props that we. Have. I've got someone down at the main arena trying yeah. to fit it through the door. Oh no! <laughs> so yeah, they go all out, especially uh, yeah. with the freestyle. Yeah, they really go. All yeah. And how long have you been doing heel work to music? Um, I think I got interested in it about 2004, but I yeah. mean, it's only really been around since 2000. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because my mum does it as well. Yeah. Um, so I started getting interested in that. By 2005, I was hooked and I was, I yeah. was competing. So. Yeah. For you and your dogs, you know, what is it that keeps you coming back to heel work to music? I think uh, the kind of relationship you develop with a dog when you're doing that and you're teaching them things and they're teaching you things and you can interpret yeah. it. If you like music as well, and I love music, and I used to dance when I was younger, you know, it's just a combination of all the things I love really. Yeah. And it... it it's the, the the different kind of things you have to remember the accuracy the flow the phrasing you know it's all great yeah fun. it's a challenge exactly <laughs> it's a challenge to, to do it well and I like it challenge me yeah yeah oh, he's so good this is Devon we've got with yes him. this is Devon he's three yeah. years old he's um he went into advanced he worked to music at the end of last year excellent so this year he's going to be doing his first advanced mm. he'll work to music routine wow which I haven't quite caught taught him it all yet but we're getting there and he's doing B in obedience as well so I've been doing his obedience yeah he's a busy boy yeah do you know I I will say this I've I've done two interviews now one yesterday and one today with a heel works music doll the border collie Ah, here not had a peep out of them they are very happy contented dogs aren't they well they trust you you build that kind of relationship with them where they really although he does like ice cream as you can see (laughs) (laughs) yes who doesn't like ice cream But Devon controlled himself and the passerby with the tempting treat got to eat it himself. Lots of charities attend Crufts and this year the Blue Cross charity was excited to reveal its relaunch with a newly designed logo, stand and uniforms. Tracy Jennifer told me what message the charity was trying to get across to the public. Well, our main message here is is about healthy, happy pets. So we're here to advise people if they if they're looking to get a pet. Um, often people are coming here looking at different breeds of dog, deciding what to get, whether to get a rescue, whether to get a puppy, how to go about that. So it's about that giving that information and getting people to consider different options, perhaps. Um, so that's our main reason for being here. The refit was a fortuitous timing, so it means that we can get the, the new look of the Blue Cross yeah. under people's noses yeah. while, while they're wandering around. So it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And Buddy and I have been on the stand already as, as volunteers, yeah. and we've had new T-shirt. Well, I've had a new T-shirt, but he's had a new coat. And it, yeah. I'd say it's very smart. It's a very nice design. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we went to a lot of trouble. We, we did a, a lot of focus groups. So um, staff, volunteers 
supporters but also potential supporters because the old uh, well, Blue Cross generally isn't that well known to the public and so we wanted to obviously raise that so that the more people use our services but and more people give us money yes. um, because obviously we can't do one without the other um, and so we, we use focus groups on potential um, potential supporters so younger people who own animals that do have money that they want to give to charities um, and so we wanted their opinion of what we did what they liked about what we did already and what we needed to change so things like um, we're not using the word adoption now we're using the word rehoming so it's always rehomed animals um, we're not using equine we talk about horses um, and everything to a pet so it's a pets rather than companion animals so it's just yeah. slight changes in terminology but also a, a brighter blue and, and the logo's a little bit uh, more modern really mm-hmm. isn't it funny I do think people are maybe getting more and more sensitive to the terms we use because I did an interview recently about let's not say owners let's say guardians <laughs> now to me I mean she, she did make some very good points you know and by the end I was thinking mm, does she but to me, you know, yes, I say owner, and it's my dog as it is my husband, my daughter. I don't yeah. own them, you know. It's completely different from my sofa. Yeah. But as long as I treat them well, you know, that intrigues me. Yeah. That That's the point. But, you know. I think people are sensitive about things. I mean, we, we've always had a, um, an issue with, well, we've got horses and our horses' pets, and they probably aren't, but actually we just wanted to use one term. Um, and it's the same with equine. Well, that includes ponies and donkeys mm. and all that, but we just kind of call them horses so people didn't like and they didn't say do you like companion animal and it's, that's a bit of a I think that's a bit of an industry term but yeah. um, but it's fashion isn't it and things that people will change their minds and you know it'll change it again in 10 years yeah. you know, it, yeah. it's just keeping keeping a pace with what people think yeah yeah. so if people haven't heard of the Blue Cross yeah. what does the Blue Cross do? well we're um, we've been established since 1897 and we are a charity that uh, rehomes dogs, cats, horses, small pets. Um, we also offer, uh, our hospitals offer free veterinary treatment for people on low incomes so that they can keep their pets healthy and with mm. them, which is you know, the, the ultimate aim. And then we've got the education, which is promoting animal welfare. Um, through all the things that we do, really. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I found when the Blue Cross history, yeah, are sort of starting up in the Boer War and with the horses, with the Blue Cross yes. and, and the, the work during the war, you yeah. know, it is a fascinating history and it's well worth finding out about. It is. Uh, the um, the same war of the Blue Cross is was was set up. If you had a, an animal casualty in war, you'd have a Blue Cross, where you'd have a Red Cross for a human casualty. Yeah. So that's why we've got the symbol that we used. But um, again, we found with these focus groups that they liked the history. Yeah. But also yeah. want to know what we did now. So it's nice yeah. to know you've got that sort of trusted element that you you know you know what you're doing. You've been around a long time. Yeah. You're doing it well. Yeah. But actually, but we're still moving forward and trying new things. Yeah. Excellent. Where can people find out more about you on the internet? Yeah. If they just go on the internet, uh, bluecross.org.uk, um, and that's us. There's a photo of the stand and Buddy and me in our new uniform on the Dogcast Radio site. You see dog breeds at Crufts that you don't see much of every day. One such breed is the Celium Terrier, and Harry Parsons was there with some of his beautiful dogs, and refreshingly, he has a very positive take on the Kennel Club. Just basically, they're a good healthy dog, and they need to be put back in the eye of the public again. I was taken away from it. I was, you know, years ago, should we say. I'm not blaming craft shows or show people, but as far back as 1912, they could see that the dog 
was being taken away from the working man, put into shows and then sold to astronomical amounts of money to America, it become a thing of only the elite. Yeah. And it's a fashionable thing. What goes in fashion comes out of fashion. Yeah. So that's where we are today. So we're, I've got some crossbreeds here which the Kennel Club have allowed me to bring along because they are offering a lifeline to quite a few breeds for outcrossing to get hybrid vigour. I see the Kennel Club as a good help. Yeah. The Kennel Club can't control bread bad breeding no. if breeders get together and they just want to champion out the champion you've got to check the back blood there's more to it than that yeah. so the kennel club I think are taking a lot of stick unfairly yeah. Yeah. kennel club is a good thing they can't as I say it's down to the breeder to do his yeah. bit or her yeah. bit you know so hence why I do outcross because I've not got the right dog to put to the right bitch sometimes yeah. so rather than let that go I put back something that's already in the ceiling, which is a rustle, yeah. so the apple don't fall too far from the yeah. tree to get an old-fashioned type of ceiling for my own personal purposes. And they're becoming quite popular themselves. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. And the Kennel Club's interested in that? Kennel Club's interested, yeah, they're very interested. I mean, I spoke to the genetic people at Crufts on the phone, and I've spoke to them here today. They're really helpful. Yeah. They're, they're open-minded. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're prepared to listen. And if someone's prepared to listen, that gets the ball rolling. Yeah. And I find them, they're, they're, they're really knowledgeable and good people if you go and see them but what it is people read or believe what they read in the sun newspaper or see on the telly they're brainwashed if you actually go and take the time to see the kennel club genetic people and the people know about the breeding you'll find them even someone like me I'm not they they, they, they explain it to me in layman's terms which I can understand and you, you can it's good. I, yeah. I advise people to phone them up, talk to genetic people, no matter what breed you've got, whether it's a bulldog, any any breed that's suffering, they're prepared to listen and help. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Having us here today is proof that we've got a KC registered pack of celiums and it's yeah. proof that they can work and do yeah. work. So people that are out there saying, oh, they're ruined, the Kennel Club, they're KC registered. Well, these pack can go and kill six, 700 rats on the chicken farm, you know, they're, yeah. they're a good working dog. Yeah, and so, you've, you've got the only working pack in the world, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, the only ones before us was Sir Justin Lucas. He sadly died in 1980. He had a pack before him. Jack Howell had a pack. There wasn't too many. Yeah. Packs of terriers before that, I would say the Fox Terrier, Mrs. Alice Cyril. But to hunt a pack of terriers is an unusual thing in itself anyway because they're terriers. But the Celium hunts more like a hound and he's a very biddable dog. Yeah. He mixes. Yeah. He's not a troublesome dog. Yeah. If he has to stick up for himself and defend himself, he'll do it. But he'd have to be really pushed. He's yeah. a thinking man's dog. He's a clever dog. Highly intelligent. You can train him to any degree. One come back to me because a chap brought one years ago, should you say. And he split up his partner. Mm. I had the dog back. It had never been used for ratting. I took it out a week later with my pack. And it was killing rats as good as the pack. So that's so instinct. The, yeah. the, the instinct is in the dog. Yeah. I mean, the Kennel Club have got nothing to worry about. They're, they're all terrier themselves. They're genetic people. They cannot take instincts out of a terrier. No, no. If we could, that would be... No. I don't know. No, it's a... Uh, they are gorgeous dogs. If someone's looking for, you know, a pet dog, would, it, would a Celian be a good choice? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, there's a few problems now with the lens laxation of the eyes. There you do a swab test and they come back a carrier clear or affected. If you've got a carrier, where the gene voice is small, if we all have the dogs tested yeah. and we breed like a clear dog to a carrier, where it is so small, we've got a chance of breeding it out quite quickly. As long yeah. as you all keep communicating, show people, work people, whatever, yeah. we can breed it out because there's not that many. Yeah. The, you know, there's 63 
spread last year. Last, yes, an increase on uh, 43, really? which you're pleased so with. Yeah. yeah, oh, that's yeah. Really, It's only yeah. 20, but it's 20 in the right direction, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I think is, well, we celebrated, we was really pleased. Yeah. You know, it could have been worse, it could have been 33, it could have oh, gone yeah. down. Yeah. And are so, they having a good reaction here at Crooks? Yeah, like no, them? people, absolutely, especially children, anyone's yeah. coming up, we're letting the children come in the pens with them, they're picking them up, they're handling them. They can see, look, these are three puppies here lying yeah. around. You know, and people are just... Well, we've been on our feet for three days now, yeah. and we've not... From the minute it opens to the minute it shuts, we've had great response from yeah. the public. And I want to thank everyone who's especially come in to see us. There's yeah. been a lot of people travelled a long way to come and come yeah. and see us at Crufts, which is great. Yeah. We've got people from America, people from Holland and Italy coming tomorrow. They're purposely... They're coming in for the show, but they're going to make their way yeah. to see us and... Yeah give us some help if they've got some bloodlines which are distant from man so we can widen the gene pool yeah. so due to the likes and the help of you can uber feeding the dogs and giving us this support and the country life i'd like to thank and the field you know to go on the front cover it's been a big help yeah. we need yeah. that support and it's been yeah. fantastic it really does help yeah. harry's website is myceliums.com and they really are a charming breed i hope they do continue to flourish and grow in popularity one aspect of Crufts I love is all the youngsters taking part. So now it's time for... Puppy Playtime! <laughs> Laura Lee is a big supporter of the Nowzad charity. She explained what the charity does. Well, it's a charity which, um, when soldiers are out in Afghanistan, um, the dogs befriend them. And when they leave Afghanistan, the dogs are just left there. So which now have was set up so the dogs could go back to England and be vaccinated and go back to their his family. I guess when they're out there, they're under a lot of stress. It must be a horrible situation they're in. Do you think they bond really strongly with the dogs because of that? Yeah, they do bond really strongly. And this charity started by the founder bonding with a dog. Yeah. And that's how it started. So it started with one, one yeah. man and his dog? Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. And do you have a dog? Yes, I have five dogs. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you understand that bond? Yeah, they... I really understand it. Yeah, yeah. Is that what led you to support them? Yes, and the fact that it's such a lovely idea for a charity. It's like, and it's such a small charity, like not a big one, so I thought to support it and help it get known. And what have you been doing to raise funds for? Well, I've been collecting stamps and getting my friends and stuff, people I know to collect stamps for me. Mm. So I recently took a big lot of stamps to him this, this year at Crufts yeah. and I also gave them from last year. Wow. Now I saw the stamps that you took down this morning and that was almost more than I could lift. That was a huge amount of stamps wasn't it? Yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. And were they really glad of that? Yeah they're glad. I was said a collector's going to go through them and sort them all out yeah. any valuable ones and then they'll get sold on. Excellent. And are you going to carry on doing that now? Are you still going to support them? Yeah, definitely. Great. Um, do you know the name of the website? It's just basically com. Great. And they also have a Facebook page, which is Nowsad as well. Yeah, OK. And what have you been doing here at Croft? Well, I've been doing a safe and sound performance. Yeah. Which is basically telling children how to behave correctly with dogs. Yeah. And where have you been doing that? We're doing it in the Gutterson Ring and the main arena. Wow. So there's a big audience at the main arena then? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And has it been good fun? Definitely. OK, and what's, what's the main point of that then at the Safe and Sound display? Well, it's telling adults not to leave their children alone with dogs and children 
not to mess around with dogs. Yeah, yeah. So it's really important. It's not just the dog that needs to be trained and told what to do, is it? Yeah, it's a child and adults. Sisters Emily and Louise Hinks were taking part in the Safe and Sound display too, but they are also young Kennel Club members, and Emily had been competing in the handling competition. It involves uh, more or less the handler being judged, not the dog. Yeah. And so what are they looking at what you're doing well or badly then? Well, it shows. Um, the judges are looking for like um, the best handler and the best sort of communicates with their mm. dog. Yeah. And is it your own dog that you get to take in? Yeah, you can take any dog in as long as you know the age and where the points are on the dog. Where the points are? And what, what are the points then? It like... Because the dogs have got bones inside them and different parts are called different names. Mm. So you have to know that just in case the judge does ask you. So they might ask you some questions as well as just looking yeah. at what you... Yeah. And do you have to move the dog round the ring for them? Judges tend to ask for the triangle and straight up and down. Mm-hmm. But if you're like crafts and it's getting really complicated, she'll ask you for T, up and down, triangle, circles. It's all different things. Yeah. So have you been having to go to classes to learn all this? Yeah, I've had to go to like clubs close to us. Mm. And I've been learning at YKC camps. Yeah. And- which is really helpful. And when did you have you been to one of those last year, presumably? Yeah, yeah. I've been going since I was five. Wow, and how old are you now? Ten. So you've been going you know about these camps then, yeah. And so what happens at a camp then? Well, you've got different trainers teaching you different things. So I tend to do all of them. Hmm. Some of them I do misagree on because I don't quite like the trainers that do it. Mm. But different people have different opinions. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to hear it all, isn't it? And then what you yeah. don't agree with, you can not do. Yeah. And he's handling your favourite activity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and does your dog enjoy it as well? No. No. <laughs> Which dog do you use, Emily? I use Timmy, my German Spitz. Yeah. Oh, he's gorgeous, isn't he? He's very dainty and little. But he doesn't really like it because he gets bored. And yeah. He's just standing there, he's like, do I really have to do this? <laughs> And how have you done at Crofts? I did quite well. Yeah. I was pleased because <laughs> Timmy was the only unshow dog. Yeah. So I was quite happy where we got. Yeah, what did you get? Fifth. Well done. And are you coming back next year for more? Yeah. Yeah. And would you, if someone's listening and they're thinking about joining the YKC, the Young Kennel Club, would you recommend it? Yeah, it's very enjoyable. A fifth at Crufts is great stuff, so well done Emily, and Timmy of course. Emily's little sister Louise had been competing in the Young Kennel Club grooming competition, but just what did she have to do? Get all the knots out. Were there knots in the coat? (gasps) Wow, and did you get them all out? Yeah. Yeah, and what kind of dog did you have to work on? German Spitz. Was it your own German Spitz? Yeah. So you could get him tangled up beforehand in order to sort it out once you were in the ring? Yeah. And do you have to move the dog round at all, or is it all on the table? No, you go round the table. So, but the dog's on the table or not? Yeah. Yes, and then you walk round and groom him? Yeah. Yeah. And have you had to go to lessons to learn how to groom? No. No? How do you know how to groom then? Because um, my mum used to do it, then she doesn't. And she's shown you how to do it? 
Yeah. yeah. And what does it feel like being in a, in a ring competing at Crufts? Quite scary. It's scary, was it? Yeah. Were there loads of people watching? Yeah. Yes. And how did you do? Ten seconds. <gasps> second! Wow! And that's your rosette. Why, Casey? Young Cannon Club, second. Groom through under 12. Wow. So, do you think you'll come back next year and have another go? Yeah. Yes. And is it good being a member of the YKC? Yes. And how long have you been a member of the YKC? Quite long. Quite a long time. <laughs> I bet as soon as you could join, you joined, didn't you? About six I was. I bet, yes. And how many dogs do you live with, Louise? Fourteen. <gasps> Fourteen! My goodness, can you remember all their names? Yeah. And have you enjoyed Crooks? Yeah. Yeah. And you've not just been here grooming, have you? You've been part of the Safe and Sound team? Yeah. What does the Safe and Sound team do? What message do they tell people? How, how to be safe around dogs. Do you just walk up to a strange dog and go, hello, and stick your hand in its face? No. What do you have to do, Louise? You have to ask the owner. Very good. And then you wait until the owner gives you permission? Yeah. And then you stick your hand in his face? No. No, you don't. What do you do, Louise? You put... You get the fish so it can sniff it, then you get it, tickle it under the chin. Under the chin. That's really good advice. You can find out more about the Young Kennel Club at www.ykc.org.uk and about the Safe and Sound Scheme at www.safetyarounddogs.org.uk. Bye for now. That concludes our Crufts coverage, so till next time, look after yourselves and your dogs. Thanks for listening to Dogcast Radio, available from www.dogcastradio.com. That's D-O-G-C-A-S-T radio.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, and wherever you are in the world, we'd love to hear from you. You can do so in a variety of ways. You can contact us on Skype with the ident Dogcast Radio. That's all one word, Dogcast Radio. By email, you can contact me on julie at dogcastradio.com. When contacting us by email, if you have the facilities, please record your questions or comments and send them to us as an audio file. That way we can include them directly in our programme. We can accept most formats, for example, WAV, MP3. All these methods of contacting us can be found on our website, which is www.dogcastradio.com. And as ever, the final word goes to Jenny. What kind of dog chases anything red? A bulldog.